Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the two percenters. All right, welcome back everyone to the 2% podcast. We're still here with Louis Bollard, founder of Play Away, Stay Away. Going to dive straight in to the word association game. So Louis, nothing too scary. We've got 10 words for you. Just get your first reaction. So first word, work. Hard. Sport. Me. Procrastination. Also me. (laughs) Resilience. Important. Exploring. Adventure. Youth. Happiness. Bravery. Spirit. Music. Chilled. Entrepreneur. Creative. Pitch. Today. All right. Nice one. Nice one. See, easy, mate. Easy. Straight <laughs> through it. <laughs> when, you listen, when you listen to the previous episodes, it sounds so hard. <laughs> yeah. No, nice one. Smashed it for sure. So... The last one was definitely um, a bit of a shoe in because I know that you had a big pitch today that coincided really well with the recording. So maybe just tell us about about that and um, yeah, how it went. Yeah, it was um, earlier on this afternoon as part of the Festival of Startups. So uh, alumni from the Peter Jones Enterprise Academy that I went to um, well across the country could apply for a startup accelerator. Um, I applied a couple of weeks ago with a video um, and a form online, and then there was four of us pitching today. So there's some senior personnel from the Enterprise Academy itself, the MD, Sabrina Stocker, who was on The Apprentice last year, um, was on the judging panel, and then a couple of kind of successful entrepreneurs who passed through the Peter Jones Enterprise Academy and we're running businesses. Um, so yeah, it went well, had to pitch Pazza in five minutes. So that's why probably a lot of the stuff that we talked about in the first half is, is fresh in my mind. Um, managed to do it without waffling too much. Uh, they really, really liked the concept. They said that I had a clear vision of where I wanted to go with it um, and how I wanted to, to achieve my goals with it. So um, yeah, and thankfully uh, I was actually the, the winner of that. So um, 2020, it's only the second year they've done it, but the 2020 Startup Accelerator winner with a uh, prize of being on the NatWest Startup Hub um, and possibility to to gain 10 grand of non-equity funding. So, yeah, it was, it was really Woo. good. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's a, that's the sort of thing where you, you sort of say, it and then it's the asterisk of with a chance to pitch for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got it yet. Don't get too yeah. ahead of yourself. But yeah, no, fantastic. C- congratulations again Thank from, from us. But um, maybe I'll, I'll kind of touch upon 
the importance of elevator pitches. You know, I think we might overlook it ourselves because we are used to summarizing guests, summarizing our own thoughts quite quickly. How far did you find it a really difficult experience to try and condense the whole business, the whole idea into that five minute pitch? Yeah, it's really, it's really tough. So um, if anybody's kind of thinking about this, the, I was on actually a really good call last week in preparation for it. And they kind of just said, paint your solution, uh, paint your problem first. So always start with your problem. Um, people can relate to them. So I started with the problem of the um, surge in ticket prices for the Champions League final in Madrid. Um, then your solution and how you're responding directly to that problem. And then kind of the opportunity of the business itself. So that's where you kind of bring in your market figures, um, growing demand, that kind of thing. Um, and then finally kind of what you call the ask. So that's for me in particular today, it was just kind of like that mentorship and that, that um, network side of it and the actual physical office space that came with the, the prize, if you like. Um, so it's kind of what, what you're asking for. So it's, it's a tricky thing to do because as a founder, you kind of know everything from your business. You, you know all the little intricacies. Um, that, and there's so much in your brain, there's so much in your head um, that doesn't always come out and you kind of assume that other people know. So, um, yeah, it's, I'd actually prefer a Q&A kind of side where people just hit me with their own questions. It's, it, it's more difficult, just kind of a, a unilateral, uh, this is what I know, this is, this is me kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think um, I, I'm also similar in terms of I, I'd much prefer loads of questions in terms of just reading off your thoughts because it's so much easier to address them directly. Whereas when you when you're trying to condense it down into that that minute or that thirty seconds, whatever it is, like you say, you're so sort of preconditioned with all your own assumptions and knowledge about it that you just forget that a stranger has absolutely no clue what you're ta- talking about unless you really like boil it down to the absolute <laughs> basics. Um, so no, definitely uh, relate to that. Um, sorry, sorry to put in. The only other thing that I'll, I'll mention there is like it's also quite interesting when you look back. Um, so I did something the other day when I just went through my original website, and again you kind of forget some key things that were the the key drivers when you first started it because you've evolved so much and you've your messaging and your marketing, if you like, has evolved. Um, you almost lose a little bit of sight of. Oh God, yeah, I forgot. I don't really mention that anymore. Maybe I should should start playing on that a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's it, it it also is an internal thing as well that you you assume that other people, as you say, but you also assume that you know the answers when really it's like, oh no, actually, um, did I ever really fully f- uh, follow down this this particular route or whatever? Sorry, I digress a little bit, but uh, it was just a, a point to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think that's why it's. I think almost that ties back to the Airbnb thing. Like imagine how hard it is to stick to your original vision when you're scaling up with thousands of employees and millions of revenue and customers and that kind of thing. Um, Going back to the words, one that I want to pick up on, which I think is, is interesting was the um, resilience and importance. So I think you already meant touched on a couple of um, big, big challenges that came up in your journey. Um, As you said, unforeseen events, um, and yet you're still here winning pitches today uh, off the back of it, which is pretty inspiring. So talk us through those challenges that came up and how you still, I guess, stuck to your vision and, and kept at it throughout those times. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the resilience thing for me is is key. Um, as you said, 
this time last year I would have been just speaking resilience as a kind of buzzword if you like but I feel like the last 12 months have been actually a really kind of um, period of, of resilience for me um, the first that was the first blow was kind of just out of nowhere I'm, I'm relatively fit and healthy I was playing a semi-decent level of football and um, literally just just one day back in London for, for New Year um, and ended up in hospital with a, a bleed on my brain um, caused by something called like an, an AVM um, which had also linked to an aneurysm so some people have an AVM but without necessarily having an aneurysm which is kind of the more urgent um, important thing if you like um, and then some people have an aneurysm but there's no AVM but there, there often are associations between the two um, so I mean, sounds all right about for them. Um, they dealt with that, luckily in London, um, within a week, they dealt with the actual aneurysm itself um, and managed to obliterate that. Um, but the, that one of the hardest things was they were then planning dealing with the AVM itself um, three months later in March. Um, but obviously because of coronavirus, just as I was kind of preparing and repping to go in, because the AVM actually isn't technically... As, as urgent it's something that you've had since birth um and it whereby it can go off at any time it's only a kind of four to five percent chance of it going off in each year um so unfortunately with the pandemic that was put off and put off so that was a really hard time in terms of the the mental challenge um obviously i had no income at that stage um i wasn't paying myself or anything um i'd moved back home anyway because of the hospital treatment and moving to a, a, a nearby hospital to me so yeah it was it was it was certainly a, a period that built some resilience in me but the nice thing is is with the covid kind of double blow it was almost as well at the same time it was the best time that that could have happened it would have been worse if i'd have gone through the personal struggle and then just as i was ready kind of been hit with covid and vice versa if covid had to come and then just as i'm ready to go post covid if i'd have been hit with the uh, the personal illness so um although it was a big kick down it was it was kind of at the right time um, and at the end of the day, it almost saved me that kind of financially of staying in London for six months during career. I was literally on the verge of like signing a new contract in, in London for housing, um, uh, before it happened. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, I'm quite philosophical in that sense. I'm quite kind of spiritual. So it's kind of everything at the right time and everything happens for a reason. Um, so it's just kind of keeping that, that core to you, um, which I think is, is, probably the most important thing not only in entrepreneurship but but in life in general really mm, yeah and no, really powerful to to hear, hear you recount that and yeah grateful that that you've come through that well and and you know you're healthy winning pitches like josh said and i think it links to the other or one of the other words that that, that we put in in there that, that you replied to with with spirit and and that is bravery and i think there's a certain association certainly of entrepreneurship with bravery of taking risks and that sort of thing but the other connotations and associations of bravery is that ability to be resilient in the face of um difficult times and and i can certainly see that for for yourself so transitioning away from that i think um to to get you to continue to talk about yourself i'd uh, put to you the two words that you mentioned me as a result from so procrastination and sports <laughs> two completely different concepts <laughs> clearly we've got you down to a team before we even get you on <laughs> <laughs> to be fair um 
it sounds really kind of uh, narcissistic, I guess, to just say me after two answers, but um, I kind of thought there's a humorous element to the, the second um, one of uh, procrastination. Mm. Um, I'll start with that. Like, in my defense, I think we're all a little bit guilty of it to a certain degree. Um, I don't. I don't think I'm particularly guilty of it compared to a lot of other people, but of course I, I, I do fall into those, those kind of traps at times. Uh, you know, you have a lot to do and you, it kind of feels slightly overwhelming to do it. Um, so you end up obviously procrastinating, but um, generally I, I, I'm not too bad at that. I, like I say, kind of being self-critical, I'd probably say I, uh, I still do it too much, um, but I've tried to manage it. I don't have, Facebook is one of the biggest things and I don't have a Facebook app on my phone. I've not had that for years. Um, Instagram, I limit my followers to 20. So uh, if I don't follow you on Instagram, my apologies, but that's just a self thing to kind of manage that, that time spent on there because it's so easy that the platform is literally built, uh, built to make you addicted to it. So um, when I first got it, I, kind of, I was a bit reluctant to get it, but I said, okay, I'll do it. And as it's not a mutual thing, you don't have to follow back. Um, I kind of said, okay, I'll just limit myself to, to 20 people um, and put a 10 minute reminder on my phone to kick me up, you know, the uh, Instagram reminder, kick me off after 10 minutes. Um, okay, nice. So that's yeah. a long answer. Uh, sport, I am sporty, like I love sport, um, predominantly football, uh, as we touched upon earlier, cycling, uh, a bit of tennis as well. Uh, I love playing tennis in the summer. Um, Really, football is my main passion. I've, I've played it since I was young, um, follow it kind of intensely. Um, and then obviously rugby as well. So that's partially business related, but then also kind of like a lot of football fans enjoy watching uh, some of the bigger rugby games and stuff. Um, so that's a growing interest, really, the, uh, the, the rugby side. Um, I think it's generally something you get into a little bit more as you get older anyway. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying kind of learning more about, about the game and, um, across Ireland and, and as I say Ireland and Wales like there's not much to play on the football side you always have to yeah, get to rugby is very much steeped in in both countries um, yeah I think picking up on the procrastination point I think as an entrepreneur it's very easy to be self-critical and say oh, I'm procrastinating or I'm not managing enough but then on the flip side certainly from the outside you know you, you're managing your your MBA you've got a business you know, you're, you're building the business strong, going, you know, taking it from strength to strength, particularly given your personal circumstances alongside that. And with COVID, the effect on the business, like my business virtual first, we can adapt in a different way, but it's certainly easier than, okay, we need to get people in houses to get to a football match that now no longer is, is happening. You know, there's, there's kind of that kind of perspective there for me. So it's a difficult one because I think, when you have that perfectionist streak and particularly as an entrepreneur, you're striving, you're always striving to improve yourself, productivity, everything, self-management. But at the same time, you know, give yourself credit for that because um, I'm sure what you see as procrastination is not um, a Josh Garwood KSI Facebook rabbit hole procrastination. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to I can't believe you've done me like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do try and consciously avoid like, even since I was young, I've never been big into TV uh, films or anything like that. I, I can't really explain why. Like a lot of people ask me why. And I remember growing up in school, like everyone would be on uh, GTA or whatever PlayStation game was hot at the time. And like, I just wasn't, I don't know. I think I just don't particularly enjoy sitting down and, and 
just watching TV and kind of being quite passive like that. Um, I kind of always think if it's not benefiting me and it's not uh, positive to me, um, then it's not really worth me doing. Uh, so again, in films, I think I've watched mm. more films this year than the previous 27 years put together because yeah. well, lockdown and personal circumstances, moving home and stuff. Um, sure. The only other thing I'll say there as well in terms of procrastination is I think that's where your environment is really key um, and being around similar like-minded people. I can imagine if I was with you two guys in a shared office and each doing our own business, like we'd really bounce off each other and kind of feed each other and, and, and drive each other. Um, but it kind of works the other way then when you're with people who do procrastinate and it's easy to then be distracted and, and um, go down those proverbial rabbit holes, as you say. Yeah, that's where my procrastination came from, I think. Staying with Ryan in the final year, it just did me <laughs> in. I picked up all his bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> but you based on my fact that I gave that to you just wow okay fair enough sure no, no, some good some good points there. I think um, I think we'll we'll transition now out of the word association again we've picked up on quite a few words um, what I would ask you about though uh, which I'm interested in is that um, environment that you just mentioned then what is your environment at the moment and is it you know how do you get yourself into that mode where you're like this is work mode now and this is my productive time yeah so um as um ryan alluded to earlier i'm currently doing the mba at university of bath where i did my undergraduate so that's allowed me to kind of have dedicated space i mean don't get me wrong it's not dedicated just for me but um, i can find space on campus especially at the minute a lot of places are empty to kind of get into that work mode and, and really focus um and again similarly at home uh, where I'm in Bath, it's it's kind of feeding into that as well. So it's a good kind of workspace where I can just get my head down and get stuff get stuff doing. Um, but yeah, it is at the moment it's a juggling app with with various things. Um, so I mean, I haven't got all the answers. I'm not absolutely killing it. I don't. It's come across like that, but it's just about trying to use your time efficiency. Obviously, giving yourself the breaks where you, when and where you can. Um, but yeah, with that, that focus on, on really developing your business and, and yourself, really. Great stuff, yeah. Any more, Ray? Yeah, I think, I think it's just an important thing to touch on in that right now, I think we've spoken about it before, Josh, you know, the environment is the most important thing anyway. And then you add COVID on top of that, living at home. Um, for example, myself sleeping like three feet to my left here, working right here, and then behind me is kind of, playstation area that's all within my room and i'm lucky to have a big room but nonetheless doing things in the same place for the first time pretty much ever you know when josh and i were at uni we could live together in the same house and then we'd both work in different parts of campus we'd have lessons different place you know all of that stuff and that all impacts your kind of productivity your your levels of um stress and all that stuff so i guess the the tip that i would would say is just to echo that, that even in a confined environment, such as what COVID is creating for so many of us, try and have a sense of separation where you can. That could be separate in terms of time. So like 9 a.m. till 12 p.m. is my uni time. And then 12 p.m. till 2 p.m. is my break. And then 2 p.m. till 5 p.m. is play away, stay away. You know, those kind of separations, even if it's not physical space, can be can be super important. But yeah, I think now we're going to move into the final section of the show. So we've got a question from Rigel Aurora, who was our last guest. So Rigel focuses on digital well-being alongside his role in digital transformation with EY. 
and he gave in, in his last episode an interview but as well gave us a, a taste of his um, digital well-being workshop so when that comes out um, check it out for sure but his question for you Louis is what advice would you give to your younger self that would define your path interesting so you think you know thinking 5 10 15 years ago is there any key piece of advice that that you'd wish you could tell yourself i think believe in just starting so i think i would have told myself um yeah just just get going on things um, the most important step is that first step that you take and again there might be a lot of people who with the two percent mindset want to run a business or want to start something um but trying to juggle things and i think the most important thing is just get on that journey it might not be absolutely plain sailing it's not been with me by any stretch of the imagination but if i hadn't have started it i wouldn't have made those connections and re- had the approach to pitch for the accelerator for example for today um and, and kind of won that which is a great um great thing for the profile and again it's just like a nice little uh, landmark for for the journey so i just i just say make a start it's Another thing that I kind of touch upon is people think, oh, it's too late for me now, like I've, I've gone, but it's, it's never really too late to, to do something that, to do the right thing. Um, so like losing weight is, is a prime example. You could get to 20 and think, oh, I should have lost a load of weight when I was 16, I'd have been fine. But then you look back when you're 28 and you're, oh, you know what? I still had time when I was 20. I should have done it when I was 20. And like, it's so fine to just always think, oh, I should have done it before, but just start today and then you'll, you'll kind of, learn as you go along the journey so i think that's what i just said to my younger self just just get going get started on it um and learn as you go if it doesn't work it doesn't work if it works um even better yeah i love that so the final thing that remains then is what is the question for our next guest what's on your mind what are you thinking about what can we help you to get the answer to when we ask our next guest what's on your mind I'd say so we've touched upon like the the kind of double challenge that I, I had with the coronavirus and then my own uh, aneurysm. So what I'd say is what's the biggest challenge that you faced and how did you grow from that, develop from that, learn from that? Great stuff. I think Ryan's just jotting the whole of that down to make sure we've got it. Um, <laughs> but no, no, great question um, and great episode as well. Did you enjoy it though? Oh, absolutely. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think you two guys got really good um, concept, a really good kind of vision as well for, for it. Um, I think you're both very easy to speak to and like got good kind of crisp and clear understanding and, and questions. So, um, nice. yeah, nice. it's it a pleasure yeah. to be on, to be honest. No, good, good, good to have you on and, and great to chat. And uh, yeah, that's living with me for, for a year that's done that to Josh's questioning. <laughs> that's... Um, that's what that is but uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right back right back at you for that one but yeah no thanks so much Lou, for jumping on really appreciate yeah, your no time worries. and and um yeah we'll see you on the next the business as well. thank you very much thank you well that's it for another episode of the two percent podcast thanks so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording if you or someone you know has a story to tell we'd love to hear from you so please get in touch And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor voice messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams and as always, do it with a smile.